what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have with us the owner of Resilient, creator of Aries Corner, and one of the hosts of the Hustle and Glow podcast, Ariel Austin. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for coming on The Sane Show this morning. Uh, excited to have you on. Uh, it's going to be a really great conversation. Before we hop into it, I want to take and uh, shout out the listeners. Uh, again, thank you everybody for continuing to tune in. Listeners in 41 different countries, I just counted uh, the other day. So really excited about that and just happy about, you know, words getting out about the same show. Yeah, appreciate everybody for listening. Continue to spread the word. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the same underscore show. That's same S A N E underscore show. And then you want to follow us on Facebook. You can find us at the same show. Again, that's the same show on Facebook. So today we're going to be talking about white collar versus blue collar in terms of jobs and, you know, the uh, society's perspective on that and how, millennials are kind of changing things and then we're going to talk about entrepreneurship so obviously you know starting your own business and doing your own thing so let's go ahead and jump into a white collar versus blue collar and ariel i know we kind of discussed this you know prior to the recording and you know like i mentioned a lot of this came from my personal experience having gone from or really still in the i'm still in that transition going from a white collar job to a blue collar job and it's honestly been an interesting process because you know one of the things i've been noticing is like how much emphasis we put on you know white collar jobs right and, i was just gonna say that the <laughs> emphasis <laughs> yeah because one of the things i because you know I, you know i was talking about like previous generations because you know like especially I know, like, say, with, with my grandparents and, you know, their parents, like, they, they work blue-collar jobs, and the, the whole thing for them was like, hey, you know, I want to send my kids to school, and I mm -hmm. want them to have better opportunities, and I have to work as hard as I had to work to, you know, get where I am, which I'm totally cool with that and understand that. But at the same time, you know, one of the things I realized, and, and you know, it's a millennial in me, it's like, yo, okay, white collar jobs are cool but right they are they are super stressful especially you go ahead oh i was just about to say they're super stressful and i've noticed that because i've worked well, a white collar job for about i think i just went into three years for my i just celebrated three years with my company but i'm just like you know like i'll get in a job and i'll like it for a while get promoted like it for a while and then you're right back in this stressful situation again where you're yeah. like okay what's next like time for another promotion time to move yeah. to a different department because now i'm tired of it <laughs> right right exactly and it's so it's, it's so it's so funny because you know a lot of people they look at it especially you know i talked to some of my friends who who are blue collar jobs and they they look at they were they would look at me and be like yo you get to sit in the office all day i'm like no Right. Being stuck in the cube, <laughs> <being> stuck in <laughs> the cube ain't all that lavish. <laughs> like I could understand if I was a if I was one of the big wigs, I got an office on the corner, got the nice view, you know, everything like that. But it, it's not like that at all. And that's what pushed me to 
make a transition. I'm, I'm currently in school to get my my uh, class L CDL license. I mean, class A CDL license to be a truck driver. And oh, cool. Yeah. So when people when people found that out, they kind of looked at me sideways, like, "Wait, you? But you went to college and." <laughs> You know, you got to, so why did, why are you, why are you doing this? And for me, it's like, well, I understand that, but I'm thinking big picture. Exactly. Right. And I'll touch on this later, but you know, my degree is entrepreneurship at the end of the day, owning my own, working for myself, doing what I want to do with my life. And Mm -hmm. everything that I do is a means to get me to where I want to go. I'm sure, you know, doing everything that you do. You understand that very well. Exactly. So, you know, that's why it's like, okay, trucking, because, you know, like yesterday I was talking to a kid and uh, he went to ECU and Mm -hmm. he actually works for Amazon and he's in class with me and we were having that conversation. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, corporate America, you can take in. Uh, spend your years trying to climb that ladder, trying to get that uh, promotion or whatever. But on the blue collar side, like it's literally like what you put in is what you get out. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I've been seeing too, like especially the pay and stuff that's been going up and because there's a massive shortage, you know, people, you know, a lot of these people that have been doing these blue collar jobs or, you know, retiring or, you know, they don't want to do it anymore, especially in trucking because of regulation and things like that. And yes, it's hard work, but, you know, the younger you start, the best time it is to do it, you know, as far as like being, you know, being young and doing things like uh, landscaping, plumbing, you know, that those, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of your, you know, blue collar jobs are labor intensive, not only that, but they are important to the economy. Cause, you know, I mentioned to you uh, prior to the recording, you know, I, I have watched some uh, documentaries about the uh, biodiesel fuel industry as well as another one uh, about farmers ranchers and fishermen and i think sometimes when we when we discount blue collar jobs we also discount the importance that they have to society because like nobody's like there's you know you don't have companies out here just out here just for for the sake of whatever like they serve a purpose i, I guess what are your thoughts on that so this is my take on it. Like, I feel like it really depends on the, the person. Like, I'm, I've always been that type of person where I'm like, you know, you, you have to do what makes you happy. So right. someone, like, may get in corporate America and they just really not like it. And mm-hmm. vice versa, someone might get in the blue-collar job and they're like, okay, this is not for me. I feel like they both have their pros and cons. Right. Like you said, they make money, um, more money in corporate America by just sitting. But people might not like to sit in a cubicle all day. People might actually be like out wanting to work with their hands whereas like okay so now you're doing more labor and maybe not making as much but you're up like you're moving around things like that so mm-hmm. I really think and I guess that's like what what made you make your switch from white collar to blue collar it was the thing of wanting to do something different <laughs> yeah and that's what I'm saying so a lot of people for me I I'm not gonna say I love corporate America in the white collar but I think feel like I've learned a lot there I don't see myself doing it for the rest of my life it's okay like you know for now like you said I have to do certain things to get to eventually where I want to be but there's things that I've worked both blue collar and white collar and there's like things in both that I like and things in both that I dislike so I think it really depends on the person I don't have like a 
like I don't shame people who work blue collar um, jobs because, you know, like we, we need both really. Right. And I think that it would be helpful because, you know, I think we're starting to see a lot more of that, mm-hmm. not just pushing people in either or direction. Cause to me, it used to look like we would push people to blue collar jobs because maybe they weren't smart enough to go to college or whatever and say, okay, you go ahead and you do, construction or you be a plumber or you be an electrician and then you say well you're 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 smart you're a bright person you go to college and you get you a nice job and sit in an office all day i think mm-hmm. it should be a thing where we we bring it down to the individual and say what are you what are what are some things you enjoy doing because that's how i approach it with entrepreneurship what do i enjoy doing exactly and what can i do that I can maybe do a little bit of what I enjoy. So I like traveling. So driving trucks for me would be something that I can enjoy. I get to see the country. Yes, I'll be working and it will be labor intensive, but hey, I get to do some things that I enjoy at the same time. So, you know, it's like, it's that trade off and it also creates a balance. And I think if we do a lot more of that, it would, mm-hmm. it would kind of get rid of that stigma that, you know, well, you work a blue collar job because there's not much that you can do when that you work a white collar job because you're a bright individual and that you have a lot to contribute where really it goes both ways as far as, you know, the contributions that people make to uh, not only society, you know, society, but the economy. Because one of the things I'm learning about, you know, some of these blue collar jobs, like it, you have to get some kind of education formal education and you are like being a truck driver you're held to the highest of standards because of class a they consider you a professional driver so and it's like it's it's just it's it's a lot of stuff they both are like you said they they both are of equal important and i think you mentioned this earlier but another thing that i think the big issue with is with people especially like millennials juggling between the white collar versus blue collar is, you know, like our parents teach us, well, most, most parents are like, okay, well, you need to go to school. You need to graduate. You need to go Mm -hmm. to college, graduate, and then you need to get you a job in corporate America. Like that's because they grew up working these blue collar jobs. That's Mm -hmm. the story that, you know, like we're told growing up, okay, you need to finish high school. And then when you're going to go straight to college and then you're going to get a job. Like they Mm -hmm. think it's automatic that when you finish college, you're going to get this great job in corporate America. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like, no, it's not it's not what you not think it is. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. Okay, so let's talk about entrepreneurship. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I studied entrepreneurship. And um, it is near and dear to me. I'm going to start off by saying that. And honestly, I I love what I'm seeing now with our generation. Because everywhere I look, like people are starting businesses left and right. And if people aren't starting businesses, people have aspirations to start their own business. Right. And I love it because... It's the thing of, again, we're like the woke generation, I like Mm -hmm. to believe, because we see that there's more to just 
having a nine to five, you know, and going in, putting our career in somebody else's hand for the rest of our life. And then, you know, hey, save up all this money, retire and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like everybody has something that they love to do or, you know, they enjoy doing and they want to start a business doing just that. And so I obviously you and I are in full support of that. And I just Mm -hmm. think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing for everyone to be out here starting, you know, their own business, you know, and what I'm seeing a lot of is, you know, people, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, people starting gyms, everybody with their, you know, fashion line, you know, you're in that space as well. You know, you got your photographers. I know one person that uh, actually left the same company that I left, started a travel agency. Um, You know, yeah. And, you know, hair, beauty supply, and it's just just like, wow, okay, all these different Mm -hmm. kinds of businesses. (laughs) I guess, what what are from uh, what you, I guess, what are you seeing out there? I think that I'm seeing a lot of creativity, honestly. Like like you yeah. said, it's just so many things that people are coming up with, and it's amazing because it, it, it amazes me how creative our generation is. Like, you know, when you think that you've seen it all, you see something else that has come mm-hmm. out, and it's like, wow. Like, I would have never thought of that, but it works. <laughs> right. Exactly. One of, the, one of the things I love seeing, too, is, like, you, you, have, like you see these, like, uh, articles on, like social media or something and it's always highlighting like a young person that started like some kind of cool business involving whether like technology or something or some kind of like I cannot think of a specific example but what I love seeing is when people start businesses that are in a thriving space or industry that's already well established and whatnot but they come in with a business that provides the same products but it's doing it in a completely different way that separates them from their competition and allowing them to still be in that same space but be in a totally different lane and I think that's the that that's what's really cool about you know some of these businesses out here and and yeah like like you said like our our generation we're just out here changing it and you know just doing it differently and what i like seeing too is like a lot of these people because i i get it like you know everybody some people might have the the vision of wanting to like create the be the next michael kors or you know h&m whatever you know be Uh the next big thing in their space but i think it's just cool to see people like being where they are and just being content because at the end of the day they're doing what they like to do and that they are also providing some kind of some kind of service that you know beneficial to whoever their customer is you know and i guess from your experience what do you feel is a driving a driving force behind a lot of this as far as millennials and entrepreneurship i think it kind of goes back to the whole like a lot of people don't want a boss eventually like a lot of people don't want to go into a corporate America or any like, you know, company for the rest of their lives. So they're like trying to come up with something that's going to be successful, whether that's trying out like a whole bunch of different things. But really, you know, I think a lot of people want to create a lifestyle where they're, you know, like their business is making money for them and they're not having to do like the manual labor to make money. Like a lot of people in our generation 
are trying to create that residual income to where, you know, when, once we get to that point, we can travel, we can spend time with our families, things right. like that. So I think that I know that that's my personal drive behind it. But also, I just, you know, like people, I feel like our generation is very, I don't want to say rebellious, but we don't want to, I guess, listen to anybody or, you know, have these <laughs> these rules that you have to have for the rest of your life when you go into a job. Like, it's just, it's not fun, like, just being 100% honest. Like, yeah. I get going into work and doing the same thing every day and having to abide by these rules and stuff. Like, I want to be able to make the rules, really. Right, exactly. You know what's interesting? I, You made me think about this. What if we took this... You know, when you, especially when you work with so many different people, you find out that a lot of people have different interests. Uh-huh. And sometimes I want to ask people, like, why are you, why are you doing this then? Like, you know you want to do X, Y, Z, but you're doing this. Oh, well, you know, I got to pay the bill, blah, 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 blah. I totally mm-hmm. understand that, and I have nothing against that, because I got bills, too, and they need to be paid. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, one of the things that I wonder is what if we just took everybody and just kind of like repositioned them into doing something that they know that they would love to do? You know what I mean? Because you have people that love, you know, doing finance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have people that are cut out for accounting. That's like, uh, that's like, um, IT guys or the guys that do all the coding and whatnot, like, yeah, they may be super nerdy, but they're really good at their job (laughs) and they enjoy what they do. And yes, they may, some of them may be socially awkward, but Hey, he loves what he does. And I hear those guys get paid stupid money for it. (laughs) So like with those, you know, those kinds of things, like people, people doing what they enjoy. You know, because like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't knock anybody wanting to do a job that I may think is absolutely boring and that sometimes might I may deem as pointless. But hey, you know, if you enjoy that and you do that, you do you, because that's what you're, that's what you're cut out for. You, you, f- you feel me on that? Right. One? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that entrepreneurship is a great thing and one of those things too that. I feel like we're still, it's not anything new because people have always been starting businesses, but like on, I guess on an academic level, like we're still trying to get an understanding of how this, you know, I guess like how to uh, better educate people on it and get a better understanding of the whole entrepreneurship thing out Mm -hmm. because it's it's still, at least from my experience uh, at UNCG, Spartan Pride, uh, (laughs) (laughs) as far as like, it's still one of those things, like we're still kind of grappling with and, you know, I guess really trying to get, uh, get those students who are, you know, wanting to be entrepreneurs, you know, try to get, you know, try to figure out the best way to, you know, to set them on that path. And And I also think it's not, I think a lot of people, Like when you're seeing entrepreneurs, like these successful entrepreneurs that are bringing in like, you know, like they're millionaires or like, you know, making six figures and things like that. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is really hard. And a lot of people just see the end result of it. So it's like, you know, you see people's success, but you don't see like the time, the effort, the losses, like everything they took to get there. So I think 
a lot of people are still in the mindset that it's easy and then they get into, you know, their businesses and stuff and they're trying to make them work and it gets really, really hard. And I, yeah. I've experienced that too, but it's just like, it takes like a lot of consistency. It yeah. takes a lot, like, you know, blood, sweat and tears to say the least, but it's just, it looks easier than it really is. And I think a lot yeah. of people get encouraged <laughs> by that. Because I know, like, sometimes, and I've even said this, like, some of my businesses, like, when I'm consistent, I do pretty good. When I'm not consistent, I won't make a sale, like, in a couple months. And I'm like, oh, here you are being inconsistent again. So yeah. you really have to, like, it's consistent, and you have to put a lot of effort into it until, like, you know, you get that, okay, this is successful now. This is ongoing. It, right. It's hard. Right. It, it, it really is. And, oh, man. You just had me thinking about all the money I lost. <laughs> yeah, and I've lost so much money. And I, 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 like, there's been times where I'm like, all right, this is done. I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, you have to, that's when you have to remember why you started. Like, okay, well, yeah. let me not do that. <laughs> exactly. Here's, here's the cool thing, too, though. I think, because along my journey, one of the things that, I learned about myself is that I became, I guess, more of a hustler, you know, yes, like that, yes. that, yeah. It, especially because I'm, right. I'm like a professional side hustler and people think I'm crazy. <laughs> I will side hustle all day. People are like, I've never met anybody that works as hard or has <laughs> as, like little gigs as you do. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> right. Right. And so here's the thing. Cause like, I, I think I get it from all, all both sides of my family. But when I look at my dad, like he's done so much. And I, I used to look at him. I still look at him like, man, this guy can hustle. And like he, 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 like he has so many like degrees and so many different trades. Like he's done it all just about. And I'm like, man, I wish I had that. But then I, you know, I, I look at some of the things I've done recently and I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe I do have that because I did this and I did that. And, you know, I, I took this risk because that's a, that's a big thing right there. Being, you know, taking that risk and then being able to make something work and, mm -hmm. and still stick to it and say, okay, that, that, that wasn't all that bad because I tell you, you know, I, especially like when I made some of these investments, I'm like, okay, I'm about to put up X amount of money. All right. That's a lot of money, but Hey, that's, it's cool. I'm going to get it back right. somehow. <laughs> I'm going to get that back, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it, you know, like whether it's through my return or whether it's through my hard work through my day to day. Cause I, you know, I'm a career sales professional. So, you know, it's like, I, you know, got to hustle doing that. So it's like, I'm going to make this money back. I don't know how, but I'm going to make it back. And right. <laughs> I'm here to say it, I'm still good. So, you know, right. yeah. and, that's and I'm like, all right, how do I make the next dollar? <laughs> right. <So>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right now we're going to do the interview and we just want to ask you a few questions let the listeners get to learn a little bit more about you what you have going on and also your entrepreneurial ventures so i, I know this is a question i get a lot in I like to ask other entrepreneurs, what, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Um, so really, I just, like, in a simple answer, I just at first kind of wanted my own thing. 
I started like blogging in the Aries Corner business, which is kind of more, it started off more so um, nonprofit when I first began, um, started it. But it was just kind of wanting my own thing, wanting to make a name for myself, wanting like, you know, a platform that I could network on, things like that. Um, I was actually just serving waiting tables at the time that I started my first business. But yeah, just really wanting my own thing, eventually creating this lifestyle that I wouldn't have to work for anyone else. Um, Yeah, that's really my drive to why I got started with things. Okay. So I know one of the things that really big for you right now, resilient. Uh, Tell the, the listeners a little bit more about that. Okay, so Resilient is my clothing line that I started in 2016. I had just got graduated from college. Uh, I was living at home with my parents, and I was really, and I've always been into fashion. Um, not the type of money to like, you know, buy a whole bunch of, not the type of person to buy a whole bunch of name brand stuff or spend a lot of money on things. But I was like, okay, so I want to start this clothing line, but everybody has, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have clothing lines. So it's like, okay, what would make my clothing line different from everyone else's? And, you know, I just kind of looked up different things, started researching and coming up with a name. I was like, okay, what, what am I going to call this? And I kept coming up with names. I'm like, no, no, no. And, um, it was kind of like resilient was in the back of my mind, but I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Which resilient is basically like, you know, able to withstand and recover and spring back from hard times. And so when people used to ask me like, okay, well, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? And I would always say resilient because just like, you know, different obstacles and stuff that I have overcame and faced in my lifetime and I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people are resilient. You know, everybody has different battles and things that they go through. So that's how I came up with, with resilient. I'm like, you know, this should be like, it's kind of like a staple, but also like a reminder, like when you wear the apparel that, you know, no matter what you've been through in life, like you're resilient, like you're able to, able to overcome situations that you've been through and be successful. So that's kind of like the little meaning behind resilient and it, it worked. A lot of people liked it. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the name resilient and I think when you see it enough times, it, it, it does stick. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now, resilient. And I specialize in marketing as well. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things for me, especially when we're talking about names, brand name, is something sweet something simple and straight to the point yes and not not too much so when you say resilient like that's it that's that's enough nothing else needs to be said and i mean it's an actual word so it's something that somebody can go look up in a dictionary and then if they ask you about it you know they'll you can give them the backstory of it and then when they look at it they look at it in a, in a totally different light and they say wow okay resilient I like that. Like that can right. be taken and I guess interpreted in so many ways, in so many good ways at that. I I, I commend you on that one. I, I, I like that name, Resilient. <laughs> so what is what is Aries Corner? Okay, so Aries Corner, this is this is my project because it's been so many different things <laughs> at different mm-hmm. points in time. So Aries Corner started off as a blog. I mean, a blog where mm-hmm. it was 
basically based around women's empowerment. Like I would do motivational Mondays, which I still do. It's kind of different than it first started out, but um, where I would just, you know, post like a lot of women's empowerment things. I did a, um, I would do service projects through it. So I did Operation Sandwich Greensboro for three years where basically, you know, you get a group of people together, you make sandwiches and you go out in the community and you pass out the sandwiches to homeless people. And then we would donate the leftover sandwiches to a, to a homeless shelter and they would freeze them and serve them for lunch throughout the next week. Um, I also did the Priceless Prom giveaway, which this past year was my third time doing it as well, where I send a senior girl to prom for um, free. Like everything's provided, their hair, their nails, their dress, shoes, all of that. Like everything's paid for, including their prom ticket. And that's just kind of a chance to do some mentorship and um, send someone, you know, who maybe can't afford it to prom and not have to worry about it, you know, as well as senior year gets expensive. So they're filling out. Oh, (laughs) yeah, things like that. So that's how it started out. It's grown to where I'm doing. So so what I had to do kind of with Aries Corner is I, I do a lot. So I had to kind of create myself a more so professional platform on social media to where um, I don't like using my personal page for business and personal. I think that they should be separate. So Eric's Corner has kind of became just my overall professional platform. So I still have those projects under it. I still do, you know, the sandwich giveaway, the prom giveaway. Um, I also have a book club now, which is under Eric's Corner. So me and some females in the Charlotte area, we get together once a month and we discuss books that we read in our book club, just like for some girls time, it's called reading between the lines. So we have wine, we have books, we get together. That's still around like the women's empowerment segment of it. Yeah. Um, I also do a little bit with resilient through Aries corner. I do some vlogs through Aries corner and I actually just got, I'm a licensed realtor now. So that will also be under Aries corner. Once I dive into my real estate. Thank you. (laughs) So, yeah, now Aries Corner is just kind of my more so professional social media platform where, you know, I post businesses, things like that on there. Okay, cool stuff. Because you've done so much and you do a lot now, something I think about when I do every, or after I've done everything, I've, I've done, I did this rather recently, actually, you know, thinking about the, the skills that I have developed Mm -hmm. over the course of time I guess for you what are some of those skills that you've developed oh lord I would have to say (laughs) it's a work in progress but definitely time management and I felt like I learned a lot of that in college but my schedule like if I showed you a picture on my calendar you would be like she's OCD because when I tell you like my calendar and I have to do it like this because I do have so much going on is like color coordinated because on top of all this, I still work a part-time job and a full-time job. And then I still have like, you know, okay, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. So really time management and knowing when I can do things and when I have to fit things in and when I have to say no to things. And also, right. you know, okay, now it's time I have to just cut everything off and I have to take a day to myself. Um, I feel like that's a big aspect of being an entrepreneur. Sometimes you just have to step back and be like, okay. Um, you have to be a planner. You have to be organized. 
And I think those are probably the biggest skills with being an entrepreneur is mm-hmm. organization skills and knowing when enough is enough or you're doing too much at one time. Right. I agree. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, just sitting here listening to you and I, I do this a lot of times with other people that have multiple ventures going on. I'm always just thinking, of, I guess I'm thinking like an employer almost like, okay, you can do this, you can do that. Cause I mean, you're mm-hmm. like a, you're like a walking nonprofit pretty much. <laughs> with, a, with a lot of these things, I guess with the on the Aries corner side alone, like you got that and then you have these skills on the resilience side. And I'm just like, yo, you, you, you can do some things. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you, honestly, I guess like that's one of my frustrations with employers. Like they discount entrepreneurship because they just look at it as you're just either freelancing or working for yourself in some form or way. And like those skills are not, I guess, validated because it wasn't with a company. And I'm like, that's, and that's the great thing about entrepreneurs. Like if you really look at what an entrepreneur has done and then you look and see what they can do. Like I remember some, I I had a a friend of mine, uh, he's an executive at uh, Wells Fargo and Mm -hmm. You know, he told me, he's like, Cliff, you could be a project manager because these skills that you have and some of these projects that you've done, like that, that's all project management right there. He's like, just, right. you know, if someone just takes and teach you the formal side of, you know, how to do it to a certain, to, I guess, whatever their standard may be, then he's like, you're, you're solid. I'm like, really? I never thought of it like that. I'm just out here doing stuff. <laughs> right. And I just want to know on that too, because like you said companies don't know like so I work for Wells Fargo too and like I usually apply for like a promotion yearly or things like that but when you're looking at like these job requirements and these job descriptions like they'll be like okay well you have to have this 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 and this and it's like when you're looking at your resume it's like like, the way you type up your job description it doesn't really enhance all your skills on there so it's just like you know you're you're putting in okay I had this job I had this job I had this job they don't really look at your entrepreneurship or things like that. And I'm just like, I could kill this job. Y'all just right. don't really know my skills well because I have to put it on this piece of paper. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I could probably do this job better than you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think, it, like, they just need to be more willing to, I guess, be more open-minded. And that's why, I guess, really the, my biggest turnoff was just politics. And, yeah. you know, this whole, like, having to, you know, go through this process and, have pro- like, come on, like, you got, especially when you, like, you ever talk to people and they say, oh, you, you're, you're solid, like, you can do, like, you're, you can do this, you can do that, you're going to go in, okay, but you're talking a good game, but where's the, <laughs> where's the, um, exactly. I guess, right, like, yeah. I, I need that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, I, I'm glad somebody else understands. So <laughs> it's always fun, you know, talking to other entrepreneurs that not only understand the process, but understand uh, the struggles that come with being an entrepreneur, as well as, you know, maintaining a, a full-time job t- uh, to help uh, support everything on the entrepreneurial side. So, yeah, before we wrap up, uh, Go ahead and shout out your social media uh, so the listeners can 
uh, take and follow you and uh, stay up to date on what you have going on and maybe even be a part of uh, some of the things you got going on as well. So on social media, you can follow me at Aries at Aries Corner. Um, that's A E R I S Corner, and then on Instagram as well at Resilient Period underscore, and then at the Hustle and Glow Vlogcast. Those are my three social media outlets. Cool deal. So yeah, guys, be sure to you know go follow her, go check her out, you know go support as well. Um, I'm always down to you know help support and you know drive people um, to anybody that's on the show's business. So you know definitely go ahead and follow Resilient Aries Corner and go follow and listen to the Hustle and and Glow vlogcast. Definitely some good stuff that they talk about on there. Again, thank you everybody for you know continuing to tune into the same show continue to like listen subscribe share and you know you can find us on every platform that just found out we were on iHeartRadio too so um, if you're on, <laughs> if you listen if you listen to iHeart you can catch the same show on there Ariel uh, definitely enjoyed having you on the same show again and really enjoyed the conversation as well thank you again for you know taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show podcast thank you for having me yes always always welcome definitely have to have you back on again as well Um, yes that being said this is the same show this show about nothing and everything episode 37 and until next time thanks again everybody 